Yo, this is Joey Baladonna from Anthrax, and you listen to Iron City Rocks. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Bello from Anthrax, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up! Hello, everybody. This is Charlie from Anthrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up. Anthrax loves you. Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian from Anthrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 229 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In this episode, we have for you an interview with Scott Ian. Aaron had a chance to talk to Scott about his upcoming Speaking Words tour and everything else concerning Anthrax. So without further ado, here's Scott Ian. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me on the phone today, Scott Ian. Scott, man, how you doing? Hey, good, man. How are you? Dude, I am doing great. I am super happy to talk to you. So you have this new thing going on. Well, I guess maybe it's not completely new, but it's going to be new for us here in the Pittsburgh area to see the Speaking Words Tour. Um, how, how's that going? Tell us about that. Um, well, I haven't started this run yet, but uh, the dates I've done you know, around the world, UK, Australia, and Germany, and um, it's just been a lot of fun, which uh, is really the only reason why I, I would do it. I, at this point in my life, I'm really not looking for reasons to leave home. So, um, but I've just been having a, just a ton of fun doing this. It's it's obviously really different, and uh, it's kind of like learning a whole new skill set. And um, it's I've just been really entertaining. So, what's what's been like maybe your most um, exciting thing about this, or what's the most difference about this from uh, playing with Anthrax? Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> There's no music involved, and it's just me on stage talking and telling stories. So, um, you know, it's it's completely different. I mean, the only similarity is, is uh, you know, I am on stage entertaining people who've come to see something. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's, it's a completely different thing, and learning how to, you know, it's one thing to sit in a bar with your friends and, and talk crap and tell stories and whatever. But, you know, to, to, to actually get on stage and do that in front of a crowd and just really learn how to do it and, like, kind of, I mean, there is an art to telling a story and the physicality that, that's involved and, and just learning how to kind of milk every sentence and um, just really understand it. You know, it's something I didn't know before I was doing this. And show after show after show, you just learn a little bit more, you know, about being on stage and, and doing this and, and how really how to entertain people doing this. It's, I could, I could compare it to, you know, having uh, first been in a band and, you know, when the band first starts and I'm on stage with my guitar, but I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't just get on stage and have a stage presence. You know, it, it, it doesn't work like that. It just, it took years and years to develop into you know, what I, I started doing in Anthrax. So um, it's kind of the same like this. Uh, and it's just really exciting to 
kind of, you know, have started this and, and now get to learn this and, and, and mainly just have a lot of fun doing it. That's, that's the best part. Man, that's and people cool. seem to be enjoying it, obviously. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting the opportunity to do more shows and, and, um, uh, I'm just, uh, definitely uh, happy about that. Oh, that's awesome, man. Now, You've been playing with Anthrax for a number of years. Like we've got the 30th, 30th anniversary of Fistful of Metal coming up. I think this year, right? Yeah, it was last month. So, has it been just like strange for you being in front of that many people without the guitar on? No, no, not at all. Yeah, it, you know, I think if I had any issues with that, or let's say public speaking, or in general, this isn't something I ever would have even tried as a, you know, as a one-off because that's how this thing started. It just started as a one-off that kind of fell into my lap Yeah. in, uh, in London. I got offered to do one and I said yes because I knew I had five months to prepare for it, which I didn't do anything to prepare for it, but <laughs> it was far enough off where I felt like, okay, I'll, I'll be ready when the time comes. And, uh, um, so, so yeah, I had no fear at all about getting on stage and, and, you know, talking in front of a crowd or without my guitar or any of that kind of stuff that was that never that thought never even really crossed my mind that's awesome I, when in I, I do talk to the crowd uh, you know a couple of times a night in the context of an anthrax show and it's something i always look forward to is when i yeah, i get to get on the mic and say something so if anything this is just a, a much bigger extension of that nice 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 I, I asked that because like I've, I've been a guitarist you know myself for years played a lot of shows but it was such a weird experience the first time I spoke to a group of people that's what I do for my day job like I, you know I instruct people and without having the guitar I, I, I just felt strange so I was just kind of curious if you were going through that but it seems like you're just very natural in front of um, any crowd you know yeah it's it, it's not something I really like I said it, you know it, it really didn't wasn't something I was worried about uh, I never, I never thought twice about it. Man, that's awesome. So, this is now becoming a DVD. So, I, I've been checking out the Pledge Music project that you have going on here. Right. So, what what can you tell us about this? Because the one thing I, that I've never been a fan of with Pledge Music is I can't tell what your goal is. I just know that we're at sixteen percent. So, like, like what 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 all's entailed here? What are, what are we going to do? Because I want to help the fans rally around you and get this DVD out. Um. Well, it's pretty simple. It's it's basically uh, it just you know it's a way to not go the normal record company route and um, basically hand your content over for someone else to own and then give you back the smallest piece of the pie, which is the yeah. way it's worked forever. And um, Anthrax learned to stop doing that years ago by basically owning our masters and and doing distribution deals and making the bigger piece of the pie. So I figured with this why not do the same thing? And, and I figured, so instead of going to a label to be the bank, I would offer myself and goods and services that I myself can provide to raise the money to produce this DVD. And, and that's, that's, it was actually uh, our label that told me about it and said, you know, maybe this would be a cool way for you to do this and go directly to the fans. So, yeah, I, you know, if I, I don't want anyone to have a misconception. It's not like if they pledge $10, I just go out and buy a six-pack with it. It's that money... You get a DVD for that, the same way as if you took $10 and went to Best Buy, you'd, you'd walk in and you'd walk out with a DVD. It's, it's not like you're just giving me money. That's not how it works. It's, it's, it goes into the production of this. So just depending on where you're at and, and what you're interested in, you know, um, I figured I would offer a list of some crazy stuff that um, 
really, if you're a fan, it would be a once in a lifetime experience. You know, I just looked at it as if, if when I was a kid, and like Kiss offered the possibility of you know doing something, or you could go hang out with them, or whatever, go to dinner, or or something like that, or have Gene Simmons read your name in the credits of one of their DVDs. I would have saved every penny I could to make it happen. So, yeah, I just look at it as, you know, it's a way to engage your fans and your audience and give them something that they're not going to ever be able to get anywhere else. And, uh, you know, I just thought that was a cool idea. I, and the list of pledges that, or I guess rewards here that you have are just phenomenal because I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm a Kiss fan as well. And, you know, you being a big hero of mine, you know, and Anthrax, of course, you know, being a big fan of those growing up in the 80s here. Like, I'm looking at these rewards. I got the list in front of me, like the personalized voice message. That's pretty awesome. Um, my name in the credits. I was talking to my wife about the, this one. I'm like, you know, so, honey, would you mind if I spent this money? Because just how cool would it be to have your name in the credits of a DVD? You know, be like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know that, that Scotty? Yeah, I, I, I help that, you know. But, I mean, you've got great stuff on here, like the Skype phone call. I think that's awesome. Um, handwritten lyric sheet. That's That jumped out of me. Dinner meet and greet. Um Vinyl shopping with Scott in the L.A. area. Tell me about that. What would that entail? Because that, that's that's intriguing. Um, it's pretty much exactly what it says. You know, we would basically, if someone was to get that, I assume we would meet up, hang out all day, and uh, whatever. Go to, like, Amoeba Records and, and shop for records and go eat and go have a beer or I, I don't know, <laughs> whatever the, wherever the day would take us, I guess. That's fantastic. And like the uh, the Yankee Stadium madness, that that's that's you know cool. You know we all know you're a big Yankees fan. Um, the the one that really caught my attention, and if I if I was in an active band right now, I can promise you we would all be pulling our money, you know, mortgaging our houses, whatever we had to do. Scott plays on your record. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Like for for any young band to be able to say, oh yeah, yeah, Scott Ian played on a track for us. You know, like that's that, dude. This is just phenomenal stuff, man. And, um, yeah, you know, I, like I said, I was just trying to come up with some ideas that I think, you know, maybe there would be some people out there that would be like, wow, you know, how could I, I've always thought about that, or wow, how could I ever get something like that from somebody that I've been listening to, and, um, you know, Pledge Music makes that, makes that possible. That's fantastic. Now, I'm excited, because you're, you're going to be in town here in Pittsburgh this Saturday on the 22nd of the Rex Theater. Right. Now, looking at the at the dates, it looks like you're mostly doing weekend gigs. Is that right? No, it's like 15 shows in, in 16 days. It's oh. like every night. <laughs> oh, all right. I, apparently, I looked at that wrong because I was looking at the thing. I'm like, oh, okay, it looks like he's giving himself some time off. So, yep. Yeah. Oops. No, there's no time off. <laughs> nice, nice. I have the day off after Pittsburgh, and then there's like another nine shows or something in a row. Or I don't, I'm not sure of the schedule. Man. But, yeah, it's 15 shows in like 16 or 17 days. Nice. Now, do you find this like more physically exhausting, or like the same as like an anthrax show? Uh, different, but probably in a in a weird way, it's actually more tiring. If that's if if you can imagine that, it it uh, I, I didn't realize it going into it, and when I did my tour in in uh, England last year. After the first couple of shows, I just, I was like, God damn, like my knees and my feet, my hips, like everything was just killing me. Yeah. Like, like, like just bad. Like, what is going on? Like, what's wrong with me? And, uh, and I just realized it was from being on stage. I was, the shows I was doing there were averaging about two hours and 45 minutes. And, wow. uh, 
just being on stage, either just standing or just, you know, pacing on these small little stages, um, basically on your feet straight for that amount of time, um, it just, I had no idea how, how physically demanding that was going to be. It's, it's like in an anthrax show where even if we do a two hour set, um, it's not like I'm ever getting a chance to sit down, but it's just, uh, it's just a different thing. Uh, moving around in an anthrax show, the physicality of that, I'm, I'm, I'm moving a lot more, and I think the muscles are just warmer. And, and, you know, maybe there's probably a, a scientific explanation behind it. But these talking shows, I am doing a lot more just standing on my feet. And damn, I'm telling you, it's try and stand in one place for two and a half hours. It, it's not easy. No, it's tough. It's tough, man. And it's funny you talk about you and moving not, that And much. I'm not saying this is a hard job. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not out in 20 below zero working on railroad tracks. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, in comparison to me doing what I do in my band, it's a lot of muscles I've never used before, so it's just a case of getting used to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, seeing you with Anthrax, like since uh, Worship Music came out, I've had the good fortune to see you guys twice and even get to photograph you for, um, for Iron City Rocks. And you are the hardest person I've ever had to photograph in my life because you don't stop moving. Like, like <laughs> I can't tell you how many blurry pictures I have of you, which look amazing. Like, I can see your face, like, four different times in some of these pictures. Like, like you just don't stop moving, man. I've dubbed you the shark when I talk about you with my buddies. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I actually think about that when I'm on stage and I, I try and, uh, you know, basically try and like make it more difficult like oh these photographers are going to earn their money tonight <laughs> yes and, and, and that we do and that we do and in my case it's zero so still it's, it's a blast man <laughs> but uh yeah you you you're probably the, the hardest person i've ever photographed and it was the most rewarding man i have some great shots of your guitar like i can get, get you know you'll pause the, pause there but to try and get a headshot man you're just always moving i love it like just the <laughs> the energy in an anthrax show is just insane you know yeah, I mean that's you know, look, it's it's what we're all about. It's it's uh, as as a band, you really have control, you know, mainly over over two things in 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 your career, and that's the songs you write and the shows you play. Those are the two things creatively that you know you have one hundred percent control over, and there's no nothing else going on. You know, when it comes to the business and everything else, it's kind of like sometimes you can, can you can be on top of that as much as as you can be. But you're still at the mercies of other people actually doing their jobs. And uh, whereas, you know, writing songs, making records, and then playing live, that's all us. So if, if anything goes wrong or we don't do a good job, we only have our, ourselves to blame. And, and uh, being a great live band is just something that we've always really, really uh, felt strongly about and focused on. And I think is really one of the reasons why we, you know, we've had a career this long and, and we still get to go do this because people still get excited to come see us play and you know and that's why because we're really good at doing that and um to me that's the most important thing yeah i mean you guys are probably still one of the most amazing live acts i've seen you know and i mean just the energy you guys put out and just just the the thunderousness of it i mean and especially just use a rhythm player like it's funny, like, you know, all my, all my buddies, you know, we always talk about, like, our top guitar players, and in my top ten list, you always make the list in between all these guys that are lead players, and everyone's like, well, why? I'm like, have you watched what he does as a rhythm player? Like, you're, you have to be hands down top rhythm player of 
any any genre, you know, let alone metal. So how have you developed that that right hand? I mean, like you, you know, I would I would put you up there with Hellboy and call you the right hand of doom for for how you can lay down such a chunk when when you start that palm unit. Like how how have you developed that over the years? I don't I don't I don't know. You know, I I you know, guitar for me has always just been basically a, a tool to write songs. I, I've never you know, it's not something I've analyzed all that much over the years. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely not a guitar nerd like a lot of my friends, and um, it for me it's a songwriting tool. Uh, you know, I I just do one thing well, and and you know, and it works in the context of Anthrax. Like that's that's really it. I mean, that's how I see myself as a guitar player. I'm I am the right rhythm guitar player. For this band, um, my style has completely developed from the beginning and over the years to be able to be the best rhythm player I could be in the context of what we do, and that's all I worry about. I don't want to be the greatest guitar player in the world. I don't, you know, I don't want to be able to play. Well, I mean, yeah, if I could suddenly play like Eddie Van Halen, I would be thrilled. But <laughs> it's not something I've ever aspired to. Like I've aspired to just be the best I could be in the context of my band because that's what's important to me and uh, uh, um, that's what I focus on and uh, I'd have to say like a guy like Malcolm Young he's always been my role model because you know when you're in a band with your brother and your brother happens to be Angus Young you know nobody's going to pay attention to you but I always paid attention to Malcolm because he's the driving force behind ACDC everything everything comes from him I mean besides the fact that He's written a lot of their songs, probably most of their songs, but it's his rhythm guitar playing. Uh, it, to me, is what drives that band and what makes the main reason for me what makes ACDC the greatest band in the world. And he's completely unsung. And if you ask 99% of the people in the world who've heard of ACDC, they're going to mention Angus. They're not going to mention Malcolm. And uh, and that's what I love about him as well because it's like. You know, he does what he does so well in the context of ACDC, and and that's why that band is so great. And and, uh, I've always just tried to kind of model myself after that and, you know, just be that guy, you know, up on the stage. I'm not the lead singer. I'm not the lead guitar player. But, you know, I'm, I'm holding it down, basically. And holding it down, I think, is an understatement. I mean, you know, just... There's um, what, probably one of my favorite songs where, where I hear your rhythm playing is when the cover you guys did of Friggin' and the Riggin' on Pina Confessin. And uh-huh. just when when the first, j- 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 that, like the first palm you comes in, to this day, it still raises the hairs on the back of my neck because it's just this awesome sound. I don't even remember <laughs> what I played on that. <laughs> I mean, I remember the song, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, you don't. You don't have the benefit of of, of you know being being the rabid fan that studied literally everything you do. I've read every article thirty times. You know. Gotcha. It's it's one of those things, and just, just like you know, thinking back to some of the things I read, I remember an article I read, and this is probably twenty thirty years ago now. But um, it is it true that, that for some of the early records you used to double your own rhythms like thirteen times? No, 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 never. Um, on the early stuff, generally three tracks at the tops, four tracks maybe. Nice. Uh, used to do left, right, and middle. Sometimes I would do two lefts, two rights. Um, 
but th- that was it. Generally, a left and a right would suffice. Nice. Um, the only uh, the only time I did more than that was on Sound of White Noise. Um, Dave Jordan, the producer, had an idea for me to do three tracks on each side because we used three different amps for different frequencies. I had like a low end setup, a mid range setup, and a and a top end setup. So he would have me do th- three tracks on each side, uh, you know. So it was basically six tracks of rhythm, and I wow. thought it was a really good idea yeah. initially. Um, it made sense in my brain, but basically what ended up happening was it, it kind of worked really well on when you would hit big chords or, you know, on, on slower stuff. But anytime you were playing anything that was even slightly up-tempo, it's just, it's just too many. And, yeah. and uh, I think a lot of the frequencies just started to cancel each other out. And uh, it sound, started to sound a little mushy to me. So it works on certain songs on that record and other songs. I don't think it works so well, but... I, I never did that again after that. I, I didn't think it was necessary. Ah, so I mean, left cool. and right, and maybe sometimes something in the middle. That's, I mean, that's, that's all it needs. Nice, nice. If you can't accomplish it with that, then <laughs> you didn't need to find it. Get a new tone or, uh, or, or get better. Yeah, and you guys just always had such a huge monster sound. You always felt like you were being hit with a wall. You know, especially when you break down for the mosh parts, you know, and just the uh, crowd goes nuts. Love it. Well, thank you. So, um, how about um, Anthrax? So, like, 2011 brought us Worship Music, it probably one of the greatest Anthrax releases um, since, for me, since The Persistence of Time. Because Persistence of Time, you know, in my eyes, was your master of puppets, your, you know, reign of blood. Oh, and thanks. then Worship Music is just like, like it's almost lo- like you did the impossible and you just did it again. Like, like, worship music blew my mind. Like, that's another one of those start-to-finish records. I can listen to the whole thing and just, you know, sing along. You get fired up. So what's what's next? You guys have another album in the works? What's going on? Yeah, we're um, we're kind of in the thick of it right now. We've been writing since October and uh, and just planning to continue writing until until we're ready. You know, that's kind of how we work. We, nice. We, we don't put a deadline on it. And, uh, you know, when, we're, when we really think we're ready to go in... Uh, we'll do it. We do have a lot of material written at this point, and and what's cool is we're still going. And stuff that we're coming up with now is even cooler than stuff like we were writing back in November. So we figured, you know, why stop? Let's let's see what happens. Let's keep going. You know, why close the door when we you know and go in the studio now when the best song on the record maybe is yet to come. So we're giving ourselves a little bit more time to just keep going and. Uh, and see see what happens but i mean i would like to think maybe we would get in before the summer i'm not sure you know it's hard to say but possibly before summertime um and uh you know start the record then we go over to europe for about a month in june uh, to play festivals and then we would come back and and hopefully uh you know continue working on the record at that point um but yeah it, it's it's going really well we're all really excited to be to be writing the vibe is really good and and uh you know i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we just had a great run on worship music and uh um you know we we toured almost two years on that record we played 207 shows and uh you know we just that's because people all around this planet connected so strongly with it and obviously we have nothing but gratitude for that yeah wow man all right so just to kind of recap then you so you've got 15 dates on this run 
And then are you going to do some more speaking uh, speaking words tour dates, like like a second run, or are you going to take a little bit little extra time off for this one? No plans yet. Um, uh, I haven't planned that far at all. Uh, this window just happened to, you know, be something I knew I was going to have, and uh, so I took advantage of it to you know do these dates. And crazily enough, it's like just on a personal level, it's <laughs> it's been extremely crazy and difficult because. Uh, I'm in the midst of like packing our house because we're moving and oh. now these dates I leave tomorrow and it, it wasn't supposed to be like this we were supposed to have like been done and moved before this even started but you know as these things do uh, things started to run late and like, yeah. I'm literally in the middle of like you know this and now I have to leave for two weeks so it's it's a bit stressful but uh, you know I wasn't going to cancel the dates so, yeah. once they were up there I I wasn't going to turn around and not do them. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, between obviously with anthrax taking up so much of my time, um, it's kind of hard to, you know, find windows to do this kind of stuff. You know, I I can't really plan it. I can't just say, I'm going to go do more shows in October because we might have anthrax stuff to do in October. And then I would have to cancel the dates, you know, and that's, not something I want to do, but uh, for sure, I, I would always look to do more. I mean, I, I want to do West Coast dates at some point. I would love to get down to Texas at some point. Um, so, you know, it's just a case of when I could find the time. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see the show on Saturday. I cannot wait to see you come through. Again, that is Saturday at the Rex. Scott Ian's going to be through town. So, Scott, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Cheers, man. Thank you. All right, thanks to Scott for coming on the show and talking with us. Scott will be bringing his speaking words toward Pittsburgh on the 22nd at the Rex Theater starting at 8 o'clock. If you have any suggestions for the show, please drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Of course, check out our website, ironcityrocks.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 